is this guy a Christian prophet? A lot of people think he is. He says he is. He made some pretty specific prophecies about the Supreme Court that on the surface look like they came true. I heard from the Lord, President Trump is appointed to put in place three new judges to the Supreme Court that President Trump is assigned to bring. He told me it would be a woman. She will be a modern day Esther. She will stand strong for pro-life and she will help for the future wow. to return the court. This is the word of the, what I heard from the Lord to true constitutional conservatism. But God's gonna got a Trump card and <laughs> there is going to be a woman <laughs> who is going to be appointed and she will be an Esther, a modern day Esther, and she will tip the scales of the US Supreme Court towards constitutional conservatism in Jesus name. Wow. My name is Mike Winger and my goal is to help people learn how to think biblically about everything, including this guy. I was asked by the guys at the Remnant Radio YouTube channel to evaluate a 2020 prophecy. They were actually doing a ton of evaluations of these 2020 prophecies. Some would call them false prophecies in most cases, flying all over the internet from charismatic sources. And they did this big eight hour stream evaluating them. Hi, I'm David Herzog and I've got a prophetic word for 2020. And suddenly the word of the Lord came to me. Let me share with you what God is up to. I agreed to do this evaluation of this particular one prophecy, but I had one very serious request for them before I stepped into that. And that was this. When you guys reached out to me and said, hey, um, you know, we're looking at covering these videos. I, I told you I had special interest if you had one that looked like it was true. Um, because I do. I'm like interested in seeing people really giving a prophetic word that's legit. You see, I wanted the prophecy to be a good prophecy because I'm not just trying to tear things down. I believe in prophecy and I want to see God moving and working in that way. But I also am too committed to true prophecy to play any games like what I see happening a lot in many charismatic circles. So they gave me James Gall's prophecy in response to this. It's about actually the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett being appointed to the Supreme Court to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Josh, who I think is a solid brother, he said this about James Gall's prophecy. He wants something that looks real. Like I'm gonna, I searched 80 hours to find some good stuff. Um, sending you're, this you're to him getting thinking, the cream of the crop, Mike. <laughs> this is it. The cream of the crop. Don't crush my dreams, Mike. And on the surface, it did look pretty good. But when I dug deeper, I found problems. Serious problems. We'll let it play straight through, but I just want to tell everybody listening, like really listen for the specific like prediction parts of the prophecy because a lot of times it's a lot of filler language in there so mm -hmm. what are the things he's predicting and and then you know give us the date of when this when this happened um and you'll see how on the surface this does sound really good and then i'd like to go over it um with a bit more of a critical eye okay yeah uh this is uh the second word that we've re reviewed uh by uh a, a man by the Gall. name of james gall so let's check it out but you had a, a vision or a dream yes. about the president. Yes. You want to share that? Let's, I said you'd do it today, so let's sure. make sure we get it in right now. Let's, let's go for it. So in, I have a lot of dreams. So it's not the only, but it's one of the primary ways that the Holy Spirit speaks to me is in dreams and in visions or visitations. So it was after he had been elected. Now, I could talk before he was elected, but that's not the purpose of this, because I need to give you a word of encouragement and a call to prayer concerning the Supreme Court of the United States of America. After there was the first replacement of which was a righteous judge that President Trump then appointed to the court, mm -hmm. then there was the big battle with Kavanaugh's appointment. Mm -hmm. And many were like uncertain. Are they going, yes, this is right. And, and, and this thing. So I went before the Lord asking God, what's your plan? That night, the Lord visited me and I heard the following. He said, President Trump, by the way, I need to put a qualifier. We hear in part, we know in part, and even the best only prophesy in part. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need each other to bring our parts together. Then we see the greater puzzle of the whole. So I heard from the Lord, President Trump, is appointed to 
put in place three new judges to the Supreme Court. And he spoke to me about Kavanaugh, that he was critical. It would be one of the greatest fights in spiritual warfare over an appointment for the Supreme Court that we've ever had in history. But it would go through. But there would be a third appointee that President Trump is assigned to bring. He told me it would be a woman. She will be a modern-day Esther. She will stand strong for pro-life, and she will help for the future wow. to return the court. This is the word of the, what I heard from the Lord. To true constitutional conservatism. Yes, praise wow. God. That's what we have to have. Thank you. Now, how long ago did this vision come to you? Uh, so this would have been, you know, a year and a half to two years ago. And then, but it went past the, you know, Kavanaugh's appointment. I saw the warfare around it, but that if we would pray, he would come through. But then it deals with another appointee. And so here's what I want you to understand. Now, I just came from a group of leaders just last week in Washington, D.C. for the helping birth of a, um, a prayer movement, bringing the movements together called One Voice Prayer Movement to pray every week for the executive branch of the government. It's something new that's never happened in the history of this nation. And so I prophesied at Apostle Maldonado's in Miami, yes. and I prophesied that there is going to be the great greatest prayer movement for the U.S. government that this nation has ever seen, and there will be intercession that will be uh, will arise for every cabinet position and every branch of government. Now, I believe that is coming. I'm speaking to that which is not, and I'm calling it as though it already is. Yes. And so then in this with President Trump, so when is this going to happen? Does that mean that he's going to win this coming election? I believe it is God's will that he win the 2020 election. Now, but because we are called to be co-laborers with God, there's the providential sovereignty of God, then there's man's free choice. So prayer is the uh, voting, is the work that is attached to our faith because faith without corresponding actions, according to the book of James, is dead. So voting is to our faith for elections. And so it's don't stay home. That's right. Invest your faith and exercise your faith by a righteous vote. Vote pro-life. Yes. Vote for pro-Israel. Vote for uh, a good trade. Yes. G vote for righteousness. Do this. I have, uh, the Lord showed me that we would, in this year, as you have seen, that this would be called the year of the great divide. The, great, right. the year of the great uh, uh, exact polar yes. opposites arising and be the year of the great divide. But he also yes. spoke to me that there, would, there is the potential of healing in the midst of the great divide, of which then it will be the culture of honor is the only thing that could heal the time of the great divide. Yes. But back to President Trump. So will he be reelected? It is, I believe, the Father's will. But we must align with the Father's choice, not our choice, with God's choice, and we must align our works with our faith. Okay, so that's just uh, an issue there. And then, so when will this third, I know who supposed to resign. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit spoke to me that if this justice, he's going to give this particular justice time to repent. I know who it is. He told me by name. I'm not going to say by air the name of the person. I think you can figure it out. But he told me he was going to give time for this particular justice to repent. To come to the Lord. Yes. And if they don't, that they will be removed. Wow. And the Lord is going to create a vacancy on the Supreme Court. Is it going to be in this term or the next one? My, my belief is that this person is going to hang on, hang on, hang on, and try to hang on into the next administration, hoping that President Trump is not reelected. But God's going to got a Trump card, and oh. there is going to be a woman who is going to be appointed, and she will be an Esther, a modern-day Esther, and she will tip the scales of the U.S. Supreme Court towards constitutional conservatism in Jesus' name. Wow. I love it. Mike. Tell me that's not Amy Comey Barrett. Come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> well, it is Amy Comey Barrett, actually. That's the thing. Um, so this was delivered September 13th, 2019. So, I mean, this this goes back quite a ways, right? And <clears throat> in this uh, in this thing, he's like, hey, look, we're going to have one more person, you know, put into put into the Supreme Court by Trump. It'll be a woman. She'll be pro-life. She'll, she'll be a constitutional conservative. Like, these are really specific predictions. Um, but here's one clue. A key moment you may have missed. He said about who it was, I think you can figure it out. Josh, why do you think he thinks you can figure out who this person's supposed to be, even back in 2019, even before you know it had happened? 
Now, it sounded to me as if, and I might have mis- misheard the quote, it sounded as if he was saying the person that was going to be removed, you could figure them out. That's what Is I that, mean, yes. Okay. He said, I think you can figure this well, out. There's something He's, he's saying here. because Ruth Bader Ginsburg's old and she's going to die is how I took it. Yes. That's the idea. <laughs> That's now, the why idea. is it you can figure it out? Because let me just say this. Here's my 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 word, and I'm going to my my word is <laughs> my prophetic proclamation. No, here's my uh, my thoughts on this, and I'm going to try to build a case for it for you guys. Um, now, first off, I, I went into this not knowing what I was going to find, right? And, and I don't follow politics that much, and so I had to like go back and do research to try to figure out what the scenario was when this was given and all that kind of thing. But I think that everything that Gall says is common speculation at the time. Everything everything he said. And there's even indication that he did not have prophetic foretelling when it comes to the timing of the things that were going on. So Gaul's prophecy was, you know, uh, September 13, 2019. In August, that is the month prior, it had just been announced, and this was all over the news, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court Justice, who was 83, 86 at the time, excuse me, 86, and everyone had been <clears throat> talking about her retirement for a couple of years now, like it was, they were expecting it, she was holding on, it was obvious. She's holding on because Trump is president. That's just the reason why she's there. Uh, but the, it was just announced that she had a tumor on her pancreas that had just been operated on. She received three weeks of um, of radiation therapy. And so th- this suddenly there was this new thrust of speculation in the news and in the political environment about her possible soon retirement. She can't possibly just keep going forever. But she said she had no intention of retiring. And it was very clear she was waiting for a new president to come in. Okay, see, this isn't prediction. This is all just normal political speculation. This is just stuff that's known at the time. This is where James Gall says that she was going to hang on, hang on, hang on, that he feels like she's going to hang on. Well, that was just what she said. Like this was in the news reported from before he ever made this prophecy. There's nothing new there. Now, regarding the Esther thing, um, there's going to be an Esther. It's going to be a woman. She'll be a constitutional conservative, all those types of things. What we may forget, especially if you're like me and you don't really follow these things with a fine tooth comb, typically Trump had a track record of appointing conservatives. Lots and lots and lots of conservatives, both to the Supreme Court and to other courts. Trump had already released a list of potential candidates. And that was one of the shocking things about Trump, you know, from before he was elected till after, was that he actually did follow through with appointing conservatives to the courts whenever possible. There is actually a CNBC article, and I had given you guys the link for this. And this is from 8-30-2019. Catch this. This is 14 days before Gaul's prophecy. Because my theory is Gaul is reading the news and then reporting it like it's prophecy. Um, the title of the article is with Ruth Bader Ginsburg's health in the spotlight, attention turns to abortion foe waiting in the wings. Here's a quote from the article. Adding to the anticipation is the possible nomination of Amy Coney Barrett, widely seen as President Donald Trump's most likely next pick. After spending the entire article on Amy Coney Barrett and how she's probably going to be the next person to step in whenever Ruth Bader Ginsburg is gone, they say other nominees are possible, mostly women. So it was it was extremely likely that a woman was going to be going to be brought in and that it would happen soon because of Amy, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's health and that they would be a constitutional conservative and a pro-life advocate like this is this is just what was known in the news. Now, that's that's not the only article that was 14 days before Gaul's prophecy, but this is all over the news. So there was an article that had been circulating for months from back in April, and this was an article that said that Trump was going to give Amy Coney Barrett the seat of Ruth Bader Ginsburg in particular. So this was leaked by uh, a news agency called Axios, but then it was also shared on The Hill and Fox News and New York Post and Washington Post, like all over the place. And this basically said, there's an inside report from Washington 
that that specifically Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when she's gone, Amy Coney Barrett is the next person to be put in. Okay, so as far as the prophecy about being like an Esther and being this woman and being pro-life, like that was actually also common knowledge and it was expected at the time. Now let's look at another element of his prophecy. Um, <clears throat> he said that it would be successful, that they wouldn't be able to stop this nomination. This is She's gonna successfully be appointed. So not just uh, given the nomination by the president, but successfully installed. Well, let me give you a quote now from a Time News article this is from 8-28-2019, 16 days prior to Gaul's prophecy. And the article says it would be easy to confirm the next appointee. Now, you might think, but wait a minute, there was this big battle over the previous appointee. So how would they know Amy Coney Barrett would make it in? Well, here's what the article says. If Ginsburg's seat does, does open up, Democrats will have little hope of blocking the nominee. After Senate Republicans eliminated the filibuster for Supreme Court nominees in 2017, the Senate can now confirm a judge to the Supreme Court with a simple majority. With Republicans commanding a 53 to 47 majority in the upper chamber, they could confirm a nominee without any Democratic support. So they could fight it all they want. It wouldn't, it wouldn't stop her from actually getting the election. There's also an article um, in the Washington Post by Scott Lemieux, and he's a lecturer in political science at the University of Washington. This is a article, again, that's from before James Gall's prophecy, just days before. And it says, if Ginsburg's seat were to become vacant before January 20th, 2021, President Trump would almost certainly be able to choose and get confirmed by Republican Senate her replacement. So was Gall aware of the news? Yeah. I mean, he's talking about how he goes to Washington. He's networking with people in Washington. He's, he's giving you... In, in fact, he thinks you're aware because he says, you could probably guess what I'm talking about, right? Which is like a weird, cheeky thing to say when you're giving prophecy. But then finally, let me say this. Here's what Gaul got wrong. And this is where I would expect somebody to shine if they have something from the Lord here. It's, it's where they start speculating about things that aren't just common knowledge in the news at the time. Here's what he got wrong. He says, the Lord, and I'm going to quote him now. The Lord is going to create a vacancy on the Supreme Court. It's going to be in this. Is it going to be in this term or the next one? My belief is that this person is going to hang on, hang on, hang on and try to hang on into the next administration, hoping that President Trump is not reelected. But God's got a Trump card. Now, if you guys know, if you've been listening to a lot of these prophecy things, when he says God's got a Trump card in that in that community, it, it probably means Trump is going to get reelected. So her plan to hang on won't work. My my best understanding of Gaul's prophecy is that he's implying that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is actually going to be taken out in the following term, in Trump's second term, and then Amy Coney Barrett will be installed. And on a human level, that prediction made sense because this is this is what it looked like at the end of 2019. Trump looked like he was going to be the next president. Um, it, things were favorable for him. 2020 is the reason why he didn't get reelected. It's the events mm -hmm. of 2020. And he was probably going to get reelected and things were sitting pretty well and the conservatives were feeling very strong in their positions. So he expected this to happen. Plus all these other prophets were saying that Trump was going to get two terms. Well, it seems that Trump um, isn't going to get an ex a second term. That's how it seems. And she didn't even make it to his second term. So the one thing where he says, I believe this, it seems to be the thing that's inaccurate. Here's, here's this. And I've seen this before. When I've looked at um, some Eastern, uh, some guys in India making prophecies about weather events, and then I go and I look, and it turns out those weather events were just on the Weather Channel, <laughs> and they're just counting on their audience not to pay attention to the timing of things. Um, this is what I see: James Gall is reading the news. He's he's trying to be informed politically, and then he's presenting normal political speculation as if it's prophecy, and it has about the same accuracy as normal political speculation. Okay. 
Well, Mike, thank you so much for that analysis. One question I have is is really the question of ethics, and that is, uh, do you perceive that James Gall is doing this intentionally? Like, wow, you know, I read all these articles, and so I think that based on news and events, that this is probably what's going to happen, uh, and that's probably that's the the best consensus of Time Magazine and you know such and such reporters. Uh, and then I'm going to put it out there as prophecy. So do you believe that it is intentional or do you believe that he, as he's just naturally absorbing by osmosis, all this news that he really believes he's hearing the Lord and he's sharing that, or maybe a third category, there's no way of knowing. So which, where would you put yourself? Um, so here's a thought. I've, I get this stuff all the time when I confront uh, a teacher, a problematic teacher. And then the question is like, so do they know they're, making stuff up is that what's going on i don't think it's necessarily good for us to speculate too much on that stuff at least it's not something i enjoy doing um i believe that it's possible for humans to be incredibly self-deceived so mm. what if gall's really reading these newspaper things and he's praying while he's reading it and he feels like god is showing him stuff right and he thinks that he's getting discernment from the lord as he navigates through that stuff and so that would make his stuff very genuine very sincere but here's the problem him being sincere or insincere doesn't do anything about the danger of having a guy like that speaking on behalf of the Lord. Because like to me, all that matters is he's wrong, right? Like that's not the Lord. He's not speaking on behalf of the Lord. I'm going to put him in a new category of people who I cannot trust who are claiming to speak on behalf of God. Like that's a huge issue. Whether he's sincere or not is almost like a side question. So I, I have a tendency, like sometimes it's hard for me to say that someone's just a liar <laughs> because I go, oh, is he, is he just lying or maybe he's just wrong? You know, well, I was just so asking because I, 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 I wanted to see if this is if it was accusation about his character or if you're really just you're saying uh, you're just trying to point out some things that are looking a little too consistent. Yeah, I mean, it. <clears throat> OK, my my guess is this and I've only looked I haven't studied James Gall's stuff. Um I haven't looked at a bunch of his other things, so I could build a stronger, bigger case if I was to spend the time on it, which I am loath to do um, in this case. But, <laughs> um, but, it, but if you know, based on what I've examined so far, um, he's definitely, at least tentatively, in this dude's a false prophet category in my head, and I would, I would not trust what he says. Doesn't mean he's insincere. Doesn't mean he doesn't have good, good motivations. But I just think those things don't matter that much. I think the mm. truth is more important than sincerity, actually. No, that's, uh, I think that is a, an, that's an accurate assessment. Truth is more important than sincerity. Now he's presenting it like it's all from the Lord and it's all this authoritative kind of thing. So I, I think it's, it seems to me the man is speculating based on the news, um, whether he thinks it's from God or not. And he's doing so in a way that lifts him up uh, in, in a circle where it's extremely lucrative to be a prophetic voice. And that's a problem to me. That's a, that's a, that's a testing of prophecy, right? First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, verses 19 through 22 is why we're doing it. We're not going to despise prophecy. We're going to test what is this word. We're going to accept what is good and reject what is evil. Mike, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you, you taking your time out of your day to come on to the program. We got another segment coming up. Uh, do you got any closing thoughts, nuggets you want to leave people with, uh, how people can connect with you, uh, that kind of thing as we close out the, the segment. Yeah. Well, you guys, you, if, if you're interested in my content, um, it's just look up Mike Winger, just go Google it. <laughs> You'll find yeah. my stuff on YouTube or podcast, whatever. But my closing thought is this is 
um, the the number of false prophets to true prophets, even in the Bible, is always large numbers of false, small numbers of of true. And it's not surprising if we see that in the church and in the world today as well, that we see a lot of, there's a lot of false Christ, there's one true Christ, you know? And so we should not be discouraged. We should just say, hey, I'm thankful I can set aside that person. I'm still open to God speaking to me. And I think that's a healthy thing. Hey, that's really encouraging. That's a good note to end on.